Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525. I cannot prove what I'm about to say, but I believe one of the reasons why Hamas struck when they did was they knew that I was working very closely with the Saudis and others in the region to bring peace to the region by having recognition of Israel and Israel's right to exist. After five years of doing this, I thought I'd seen it all, that my mind has been boggled, my ghast has been flabbered far too many times, but I was wrong. To have the current incumbent of the White House make the slaughter of 1,400 innocents about himself? What kind of human being does that? What's the truth about what happened almost 60 days ago in the Middle East? Who's responsible? How do we deal with it? And can the historic Abraham Accords be resurrected after the election of 2024? Let's talk to the man who has all the answers because he was there at the creation the president's man in Jerusalem, a good friend of America First, Ambassador David Friedman. Welcome back to Salem. Thank you, Seb. Good to be with you again. Can I, can I just start with this? I know you've seen the president recently. Uh, you're going to share with us uh, his reaction to the events in, in Israel. But just your response to just that statement from the White House that the October 7th attacks occurred because the Biden administration was going to close the peace deal in the Middle East. You know, he began by saying, I can't prove this. And, uh, and, and that's because there is no proof. There's no evidence that that's the case. And frankly, if there had been evidence, given the uh, intelligence gathering capabilities of America and Israel, there would be some evidence. Here's the, here are the facts. The facts are that Hamas uh, was planning this attack for two years. Right, long, long before the words Israel and Saudi Arabia were ever put together in the same sentence by Joe Biden. And, and the reason why Hamas succeeded on October 7th and not any other day before is because that's the day they succeeded. They've been trying to do it uh, every day of Hamas's existence. Hamas's charter uh, requires that they kill every Jew in Israel and elsewhere as well. When they finish the Jews, come after everybody else as well. Um, they succeeded because they they succeeded because unfortunately uh, there was a colossal failure in the intelligence and the defense establishment within Israel, and they got through a fence that hadn't been breached despite many 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 attempts over the last fifty years. So um, that's Hamas. Whenever they would have gotten through, they would have gotten through. It had nothing to do with Joe Biden or Saudi Arabia. It had to do with the the singular goal of Hamas to destroy Israel the Jewish people, and then the rest of the free world. Yeah. 
Yeah. Let, let's um, remind everybody what you and uh, the president's team, Jared and Jason, achieved. You've uh, chronicled all of it in your book, Sledgehammer, that I warmly re- recommend to everybody, how breaking with the past brought peace to the Middle East. I, I've recounted here in front of my, my listeners how when, um, when the president's <laughs> son-in-law was given that thankless task of being uh, the man to broker peace, I, I said to Jared, I said, Jared, look, I've been doing national security for more than 20 years. Can I help you out? Can I give you a briefing on who the bad guys are, who the good guys are, how the IDF functions? And he said to me, Seb, I really appreciate it, but I've got to learn for myself. I've got to take the brick bats and find out for you more, myself. And I said, okay, Jared, it's going to be painful, but off you go. And off he did. And with your assistance, with Jason and the president's backing, you guys closed the deal. So everybody needs to read Sledgehammer. But Ambassador Friedman, can you explain how you did what you did, how it was a, a jettisoning of how we did things in the past or how the swamp did things, and just the historic significance of the Accords? Well, the Accords, and I think, you know, I think it put it best was um, the foreign minister of, uh, of the United Arab Emirates, Sheikh Abdullah. What he, the way he describes the Accords is, is this way. He says that, um, with, with, with some notable exceptions like Russia and Ukraine, the, the battles of the 21st century are not battles between countries. They're battles within countries of competing ide- ideologies. Yeah. It's, the, it's, for example, the, 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 con- the conflict between radical Islamic extremists and the, and, and the Islamic moderates and, and the rest of the moderates around the world. Now, look, we have that problem in America, have that problem in the UAE and Egypt and Saudi Arabia. You have it in Israel. And the Abraham Accords was a victory for the moderates over the extremists. That's what it really represents at its core. And that's why it's still, you know, around today. That's why these accords are holding, because they the, the Gulf countries in Morocco understand that Israel is engaged in a battle with an enemy. That's the same enemy of all of them. It's the radical Islamists that threaten Israel, but they also threaten the UAE, Saudi Arabia, Morocco, and elsewhere. So that's the Abraham Accords, and that's why they're going to hold, because the 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 um, the, the, the competing um, conflicts that continue to exist today are the ones that the Abraham Accords collectively seeks to address. So, you know, that's, that's the good news. I mean, the, the bad news is that for some reason, um, our own country, uh, you know, both, you know, the Biden administration and a number of elected leaders don't appreciate that. They think that somehow the way to solve the battle of Islamic extremism is to hand over land to those extremists, to give them the opportunity for statehood, to allow them to build an army, to build, you know, further infrastructure to harm, you know, those of us in the moderate world. And, and, and they couldn't be more wrong. Uh, how much of that success with multiple nations in a very truncated uh, period of time, how much was that a function directly of who the man at the uh, resolute desk in the Oval Office was? Oh, it was, uh, it was, it was the, the single most important factor. Look, you know, I, you know um, I, I was with President Trump uh, a couple of days ago. We talked about this. And, you know, uh, the one thing uh, above all else that I always admired about him was his ability to to read an adversary. You know, his instincts are superb when it comes to sizing up the people he's dealing with. And, you know, when I met with him, you know, a couple of days ago, uh, the first thing he said to me is, you know, he was deeply moved 
by the footage. You know, he had seen a lot of the footage of what happened on October 7th. And, you know, his reaction was, look, you cannot make a deal with these people. You just can't. It's not possible. These are bloodthirsty, barbaric, you know, subhuman beings. I'm, I'm not quoting him. I'm just that that was the gist of what he said. And I think he um, I think he recognized what you know, what I've recognized for years, having been on the ground there. But we've talked about that in the past. There are people within the um, within the Muslim world who can be great friends of America and great friends of Israel. And we need to embrace them and we need to, you know, advance what we do with the Abraham Accords. There are others who threaten the, the, the moderate uh, Muslim world, who threaten Israel. And there's just not a negotiation there to be had. Yeah. There's not, you know, anything other than, you know, conquest, defeat, that's going to make this area a safer place. And I think President Trump recognizes that. He recognized that, you know, uh, in, in our defeat of ISIS. Um, I think he recognized that in, in not cutting and running on Afghanistan the way Biden did. Uh, I think he recognized that in his um, uh, incredibly uh, successful and important attack on Qasem Soleimani, where he assassinated, you know, the the, the world's greatest, uh, most lethal terrorist. He sent all the right signals, and his actions backed that up. And that's why we didn't have any wars, any new wars, during his four years of uh, of his presidency. And that's why we actually not only do we have no wars, but we actually made peace with between Israel and and in the moderate. You know, Sunni nations. Yeah, that's that's the pres. That was the president's approach from the day he he got into office, and it's exactly the opposite of what uh, Joe Biden, where Joe Biden is taking in the country. The Chronicle uh, is in the book Sledgehammer by our guest ambassador David Friedman. Please follow him right now uh, on Twitter at. Let's have it back up. The Chiron, please. David M underscore Friedman. Uh, if you enjoy these one-on-one discussions, these long-form, luxurious discussions uh, on the third hour of the show, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. Never miss an episode, whichever platform you prefer. Just plug in my name, Sebastian Gawker, America First. Never, ever miss an episode. Do share the links with your friends. And um, make sure also, if you want to have peace in the world once more, no new wars, stability and prosperity at home, stand with President Trump. Let's get him back in the White House. It's up to us, God willing. willing. We've put his booking photograph from Atlanta on a yard sign, on a T-shirt, on a mug. Tell the world you support the president. Go right now to sebgorkastore.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A store.com. And more important than that, please support the president directly at donaldjtrump.com. That's DonaldJTrump.com. If you missed our trip to the Holy Land last December, 350 of you, our dear listeners, joined me and Katie for the trip of a lifetime. Don't worry, we have our new trip. It is going to be next summer to Alaska. It is our Patriots Alaska cruise to celebrate the majesty of that beautiful state to talk about what Biden has wrought geopolitically in the world and what it's going to take for us to win back our republic. Book today for the trip of a lifetime with me, Katie, Jennifer Horn, and other special guests at sebgorka.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A.com, sebgorka.com. Just look for the Patriots Alaska Cruise. We'll be back with the ambassador after these messages.
threats to our financial freedom and stability are growing. China, Russia, India, Brazil, and Saudi Arabia are conducting international trade in local currencies, not the U.S. dollar. Rising interest rates and bad loans are exposing the banking system and causing failures. The Biden administration sends hundreds of billions abroad while depleting our strategic oil reserves and ignoring crumbling infrastructure. However, the biggest financial threat may be coming from within. Central bank digital currency is real. Patents have been filed and the big banks have released plans for implementation. The vets at Midas Gold Group see tyrannical implications. The end of cash? The end of financial privacy? Big government able to see your every purchase? Could there be ties to a social credit system? You can own private currency. Gold and silver. Get free silver just for asking Midas Gold Group how you can use your retirement to own physical gold. Call Midas Gold Group today at 855-322-GOLD. That's 855-322-4653. MidasGoldGroup.com. Hello, everybody. This is your favorite president, Donald J. Trump. And I want to let you know that I'm also a big fan of Sebastian. So I know you listen to him and he's got a great audience, good ratings and all of those things. But he has it because he's a very talented guy. He's uh, an amazing man. America first. <laughs> that was with the president last Monday in Marlago. Just a little spontaneous liner. We love those liners from the president. Could you imagine what it would be like if he was still in the White House and if his original national security team was still there as opposed to this individual? This is allegedly a former admiral who, um, well, this is what he says about American hostages. Any possibility that Americans will be among the 20 that we release over the next few days? Well, we certainly hope so. I mean, we're going to watch this very, very closely. We're certainly hoping that another batch of uh, hostages gets released today as part of the fourth and final day of the original agreement. Um, We're going to be watching closely to see if any Americans are in that group. We're hoping. We're watching. We're America. I think that clip tells you everything you need to know. We're going to continue our discussion with the former president's representative to the state of Israel momentarily. But Christmas is almost upon us. Can I enlist you? Can you join me in our angel tree campaign as one of our Christmas angels? This is for the more than one and a half million children in America who have a mother or father behind bars this Christmas. These are very vulnerable children. More than 60% will end up incarcerated themselves. They feel guilty. They feel ashamed. They feel alone. But for a donation from you of $25, they will receive a Christmas gift, a note of love from their mother or father behind bars, and a children's gospel. Make these children feel a little bit more love today. $50 is two children. $125 is five. Will you give as much as you can to be a Christmas angel for the late, great Chuck Colson's Prison Fellowship Program? It's one of the most blessed things you can do this Yuletide season. You can call in your donation. It's tax deductible to 888-206-2794 or just go to sebgorka.com. Go to our website and click on the Angel Tree banner at the top. Please write the number down. It's 888-206-2794. 2794, or just go to dot com and the Angel Tree banner. Ambassador, I, as I was <laughs> sitting in traffic today, preparing for our uh, meeting, I, um, can I admit this on radio? I went on Twitter, 
Okay, I was stuck. It was a red light. I was stuck in traffic. I checked my phone. And um, somebody had sent me your tweet. You know who you are, Aviva. And I said to her, don't worry. The ambassador's coming on the show today. And I'd, I'd like to uh, have all of our millions of listeners hear what you posted. Bernie Sanders wants to condition aid to Israel, our most important ally in the Middle East, and the only democracy, a nation which is fighting for its very existence and doing it all it can, more than any other nation at war, to avoid civilian casualties. How shameful. Instead, how about conditioning USA to UNRWA, which President Trump ended but Biden restored, until it ends the practice of teaching Palestinians to hate Jews. Um, Ambassador Friedman, where, where, how did we arrive at a point where we don't have moral clarity on these issues amongst the political elite of the nation? It's, one, it's, it's, it's incredibly disturbing, but it's one thing for you know, idiot 20-year-olds uh, on university campus to shout from the river to the sea and not realize that's actually a call for genocide. But for the senator from Vermont to say that somehow we should be weakening Israel's capacity to fight for its very survival? Yeah, imagine, first of all, imagine this. They're in the middle of a war, uh, a war for their very existence. They depend heavily now on, on, a, on American assistance. It's their most important, sometimes their only ally uh, in the entire world. And as they're fighting this war, they're going to have to bring along a bunch of lawyers to tell them whether or not what they're doing is consistent with whatever, you know, the restrictions, the legalese that Bernie Sanders wants to put on the, on the funds. I mean, this is just not the, the right time for it. And at the same time, you know, we're, America is, is, is financing it's financing, not just financing, you know, Hamas, but financing the Hamas ideology. You know, we cut off funding to UNRWA as soon as we saw. Okay, let's UNRWA, see, for those who aren't familiar with the, with the dip yeah. diplomatic terms, what is UNRWA? UNRWA is a is a fund. It's an it's an organization created by the United Nations that's purpose is to resettle refugees. Now, um, it, it, among other things, it is it is the oldest refugee organization in the world. Almost every other refugee organization finishes its work yeah. in about four or five years. Under has been around since the 1950s, right? It's it's it exists not only to 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 foment hate, but to create this status, refugee status, to help really to maintain a, a certain level of hatred by Palestinians against, against Israel. And, and it's people. the only one of its ilk, I was doing some research on it, where, where you have multiple generations of individuals who are all deemed to be refugees. It's quite perverse. It's perverse. You, you could be a, uh, a Palestinian plastic surgeon living in Beverly Hills and still qualify for assistance under UNRWA. That's how ridiculous this is. But in the Gaza Strip, you know, UNRWA spends most of their money and they fund most of the educational institutions. Now, a typical third grade play uh, sponsored by UNRWA, you take half the kids and you dress them up as Jews. Yeah. Uh, you put them on, you know, yarmulkes and you sometimes they, they put on, you know, big noses just to be, you know, especially insulting. And then the other half dresses up as Hamas terrorists. 
and they give them these uh, these fake uh, rifles. And the, the terrorists all shoot the Jews. The Jews lie down on the floor, dead, and the parents get up and applaud. I mean, this is what America is spending its money on. And so we cut it out. As soon as we saw that, you know, again, President Trump uh, doesn't take—he he gets it, you know, on the first—you know, gets it on the first take, you know. He immediately understood this is not a place where America should be investing its taxpayer dollars. So um, we cut it out. Now, as soon as we left office, uh, the Biden administration restored it. And so America is funding institutions that treat, that teach Palestinian kids to hate Jews and to hate Israelis. What could be more, you know, what could be, what, what's a more cynical practice than that? What's a, what is a, a less appropriate use of hard-earned taxpayer dollars than UNRWA? And uh, and of course we're we're funding it now uh, in greater amounts than 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 even uh, the Obama administration. I mean it's 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 shameful. And it explains why the latest polling from Gaza finds that more than two thirds of the populace, not Hamas members, two thirds of the populace agree that Israel has no right to exist. We're talking to Ambassador David Friedman, author of Sledgehammer. Get it right now. It is how. Breaking with the past brought peace to the Middle East. Follow him at David M underscore Friedman on Twitter. Follow us on all the social media platforms. We are everywhere that matters. Truth Social, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Parler, Get It, Telegram. Just look for Seb Gorka or Sebastian Gorka. And don't forget, you can watch us on your Roku, your Fire Stick device, or on the Salem News Channel app. And for unique content, buy me and direct access to me. My Substack is SebastianGorka.Substack.com. That's my whole name is one word, SebastianGorka.Substack.com. You're listening to America First one-on-one with our very special guest. Ambassador David Friedman, wherever you are, don't touch that dial. Whether it's the regular Hellcat or whether it's the compensated RDP with that miniature red dot, I love them all. How did it take so long to invent a factory compensated subcompact 9mm? Well, guess what? Springfield did it, and I'm a huge fan, and I'm Sebastian Gorka. The Hellcat from Springfield Armory is still the smallest, highest-capacity micro-compact in the world. Available in standard or optics-ready configurations, the class-leading capacity of the Hellcat gives you 11 plus 1 with the standard magazine and 13 plus 1 with the included extended mag. The definitive concealed carry pistol is here. The Hellcat from Springfield Armory gives you the capacity to defend. Vote Democrat, don't be so bloody daft, man. I'd rather be dragged stark naked through a field of broken glass. That sounds far, far more pleasurable. If you enjoy what we provide for you here on America First, support those who make it possible. Great patriots, friends of President Trump like Mike Lindell. The left detests him. They're trying to cancel him. Even the FBI have been harassing him. It's almost Christmas. Go to MyPillow.com. Check out the more than 200 items. It's not just the most successful pillow in the world. More than 81 million sold. It's everything from sheepskin line 
slippers to the pet beds that my dogs Leah and Killian adore. Pajamas, blankets, towels, mattress toppers, travel pillows, you name it, all with up to 66% off if you use my name. Go to MyPillow.com or call them up. Don't buy that Chinese garbage on Amazon. Talk to a human being. 800-829-8468. That's 800-829-8468. MyPillow.com. Promo code G-O-R-K-A. Ambassador, I'm going to ask you to do something a little bit um, different. You were literally, because that's how it works, the president's representative to Israel at a time when he kept the promise that three other presidents had broken, moving the embassy to Jerusalem and recognizing Jerusalem. It must have been an amazing time for you to be the representative of what I consider to be or who I consider to be the most philo-Semitic president since the recreation, the reestablishment of Israel in 1948. But let me share with you a story. When, when we took our listeners to Israel last year, we had an amazing, such an impressive man, young man as our guide to the excavations of the city of David under Jerusalem, a stunning visit. And he said something to me, because he does a lot of relations with Congress. He comes here, he, he lobbies on behalf of the excavation, the antiquities. And he said, <laughs> he said you, you have to understand, Sebastian, what it's like to be an Israeli or what it's like to be Israel in the last 10 years. Because we look at America and we think you're a schizophrenic. For eight years under Obama, you treated us like lepers. You created the Iran deal to give aid and succor to Iran. And then along comes President Trump, and he's moving the embassy, recognizing Jerusalem. Um, I guess you can sympathize with our Israeli brethren thinking that official America is rather bipolar. Yeah, by the way... um I think you're talking about my friend uh, Zev Orenstein, who was at my house yesterday, by the way. Oh, my gosh. I, yeah. I am indeed. I talk about Zev, a very, very, very talented young man. Yeah, so he was by yesterday. We had a, we had a drink together. Um, but you know what? It's not it, – it's, you're absolutely right. The, the perspective uh, from Israel of Obama and then Trump and then Biden is somewhat schizophrenic. But isn't that true of almost every other aspect of, of America as well? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we go from open border to closed border to open border. We go from, um, you know, lousy economy to great economy to uh, lousy economy. We go from low inflation to high inflation. You know, I mean, it, it just seems that everything that uh, that could go wrong has gone wrong since President Trump left office under the new administration. And so, yeah, it's true of Israel, but it's true of almost the, the, the entire world that it shows you how consequential the American president is. He can make the world a far better, safer, more prosperous place, or he can do exactly the opposite. And unfortunately, uh, our, our collective uh, choice in uh, 2020 has led us to where we are today. Yeah, I'll, I'll um, add one more story, and I think we should get Zev on the show. He gave us this <laughs> private tour, long tour, like maybe an hour and a half, two hours, and walking from one half of the excavation to another, we passed a kindergarten, and he very subtly or unsubtly stopped our group there in front of this place where, you know, young kids uh, learn to love America, uh, learn to love Israel, and he said, what, why is it? that it looks as if you're teaching your children 
to hate America. Uh, it was hard, hard to say anything to him in response, and doubly so after what we've witnessed in the last six weeks in America, when we see Jewish, Jewish students ambassador ripping down the posters at Boston College of kidnapped Israeli children. Um, very, very hard to gainsay what Zev said to us. Look, we've 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 failed our kids. I mean, it's there's no other way to put it. We have we have failed. We have. Um, uh, I mean, I'm not just to be clear. I'm not speaking about my five kids who are great. Nothing like that at all. But as a as a as a nation, we failed our kids. Look at the look at the future leaders of our country coming out of the most elite universities. Right. I mean. College students have always been dumb, right? Damn, they, I mean, being dumb as a college student is not is not particularly noteworthy, but so dumb and so ignorant and so unwilling to uh, to, to consider critically, yeah. you know, any yeah. any any narrative. I mean, they just accept the narratives that fit within their own biases and and no willingness, notwithstanding these universities all standing for critical theory and critical analysis and right. and discourse. No. Right. Nothing. We, it's just we have our it's, it's we so have our work cut out for us. We're talking to Ambassador David Friedman. Follow him at David M underscore Friedman. We are coming to you from the relieffactor.com studios. If you live with pain every day, or if you know somebody who does, and you've tried everything else to relieve yourself of the pain, can I recommend to you to try this product, which is now, right now, liberating more than a million people from their daily pain, me included. It's so easy to find out if this 100% drug-free product could work for you. Just order the three-week quick start a pack at relieffactor.com ask yourself a simple question what do i have to lose if the only answer to that question is the pain you know what to do write this number down call today 1-800 the number for relief that's 1-800-473-5433 or go to relieffactor.com that's relieffactor.com On this, MyPillow's 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold, Mike Lindell wants to thank you by giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillows. You will receive a queen-size MyPillow for just $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more for a king-size. You will receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products, such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing products you've had your eye on. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square, and use promo code GORKA to receive this amazing offer on the queen-size MyPillow for $19.98, or call 800 829 This offer comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's time to start getting the quality sleep you deserve. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code G-O-R-K-A, or call 800-829-8468 today. MyPillow.com, code Gorka. It was uh, certainly been um, a day, I would say an emotionally difficult day uh, to see the places where people were murdered. I just did a talk with the the Prime Minister and um, I think there's, I mean obviously there are three things that need to happen uh, in, in the Gaza situation. I mean there's no choice but to kill those who insist on uh, murdering civilians. There's exactly. no choice. 
What an anti-Semite. I'm so confused. I thought uh, Elon Musk was meant to be anti-Semitic, like all of us in the Trump administration as well, especially the man whose uh, son-in-law is Jewish and whose grandchildren are Jewish. Just the calumny of the last six years is an outrage to all decent people. That is, of course, Elon Musk saying, yep, if you're going to attack civilians, if you're going to murder civilians, rape women at concerts, bake babies alive, you've got to be killed. I, post, I used that as inspiration for my tweet this morning. Yes, I demand a ceasefire once every single terrorist, rapist, and baby killer is dead. Then we can have a ceasefire. Once all the terrorists are dead, fine. Well, consider it then, or rather Israel can consider it. Uh, we are back with Ambassador David Friedman, the president's man in Israel, during the first, God willing, one of two Trump administrations. It's up to us. He's the author of Sledgehammer, the story of how breaking with the past brought peace to the Middle East. Follow him now at David M underscore Friedman. Uh, ambassador, you were a very successful attorney in the private sector. Then you came in to be uh, an ambassador for the Trump administration. It's rather unusual, but I find it quite refreshing to hear uh, an individual who's uh, from the tech sector, very successful CEO, the owner of one of the most important social media platforms out there, have such moral clarity on an issue of geopolitical import that Is there one more important than that? Because this is a civilizational war. Do we need more such moral clarity from people who aren't politicians, but who have big platforms? We do. We do. Look, kudos to Elon Musk. I thought that was um, a a really, a really uh, great shot in the arm for Israel. I think, uh, I think the Israelis are deeply appreciative. I think his moral clarity is appreciated. Uh, Again, let's, it's 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 a shame that we've reached a point in our civilization where we have to congratulate people yeah. for recognizing that you know baby killers and rapists and murderers should be condemned. I mean, it's 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 shocking that we have to do that. But Elon Musk certainly uh, did did that and more, and he has this massive uh, platform. So we're grateful for that. We're not hearing it uh, from other platforms. I'm, I'm not seeing it from some of the other big names who uh, who have big platforms. Certainly not seeing it. Uh, from Hollywood, the way I would have expected. Um, you know, many people who have, uh, you know, worked on, uh, on on films, you know, Holocaust films, uh, you know, who you would expect to be uh, front and center here. Um, maybe I've missed it, but I haven't seen the kind of outpouring of support for Israel uh, and its existential crisis that I would have hoped for. So, yeah, look, um, the, the, there's been a lot, way too much silence from the, uh, the, the the Twitterverse or from the, the social media world, from TikTok. I mean, it's, um, and, and it's enabled. What It's enabled, you know, I, I, did you see that, what happened in Oakland last night? Uh, you know, I, I was going to mention it, that the idea that Oakland County Council, Oakland, uh, is demanding a permanent a permanent ceasefire when it's one of the most oh most a permanent ceasefire in, in in the Middle East when it's one of the most violent parts of California it's 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 comedy dell'arte it's absurdity and there, you know one person after another is getting up and saying the rapes never happened the beheadings never happened the slaughter never happened uh, this is all either a complete you know conspiracy or Israel itself committed these atrocities on its own citizens. Now, imagine what it's like, you know, living in Israel, seeing these people come out and say yeah. these kinds of things. Now, I just put out a tweet. I said, look, 
you folks on the squad, who these people seem to admire, you know, we, we're not going to agree on, on what flows from those atrocities. But you guys all have, you know, congressional access to information. You know these things happened. You know with certainty that these atrocities occurred. Get out on, with your megaphones and at least say Israel suffered these atrocities and there is no excuse for them and they should be condemned. You want to talk about, you know, your politics later, but don't allow yeah. this, this ever-growing population to get away with denying that everything, what we know with certainty happened, let, don't let them deny it. I mean, it's it's just outrageous and extremely painful for the Israelis and for the victims in particular. What effect does all of this have on the state of Israel ambassador? I, I, I trust that they will do what needs to be done. They will crush their enemies, salt the earth. But, but surely it doesn't make it easier when the nation that could help them the most has loud voices that say none of it really happened, or important people, I think Zuckerberg's Jewish, he hasn't said anything, important people staying silent. Does this affect Israel's capacity to do what needs to be done? To some extent, it makes them even more determined, because, you know, if if there's no one coming to their assistance, they just hunker down and uh, and, and recognize that they have it to do it themselves. Um, look, um, there's not going to be another Holocaust. And, and, and the people of Israel, whatever whatever failures were committed by the government of Israel that led to this, and, and there were serious failures, and they're going to have to be addressed uh, when this is all over. The people of Israel are amazing. They, they are rising to the occasion. Those who can fight are fighting. Those who are not, you know, who, who, who are too old to fight or are not able to fight are doing something. The, the amount of, of service, of public service within that country right now is getting close to 100%. Everybody's doing something. Yeah. And they're going to they're going to persevere because they they are made of the of the substance that's necessary to defeat Hamas with or without the United States. But what a shame. What a, what a tragedy if America is not there by their side because not only is it is it morally the right thing to do, but it's essential to our own national security as well. Yeah, just the initial figures after October the 7th was so incredibly uh, heartwarming that the uh, reservists, they had something like 150% mobilization yeah. rate because, you know, guys in their 50s and 60s who are, you know, not required to serve were saying, I want to kill terrorists, I want justice for Israel. Yeah. Uh, that's as it should be. Irrespective of political color, that's how it should work. Uh, we are talking to Ambassador David Friedman, the president President's former ambassador in the state of Israel, the author of Sledgehammer. Order it right now. Follow him at David M underscore Friedman. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is a very special one-on-one -on -one coming to you from just outside the insalubrious, fetid, rank, melodrous, noisome swamp that is Washington, D.C. from the ReliefFactor.com studios. Relief Factor. How about this? How about the best gift you could give somebody this Christmas time? Do you know somebody who lives in constant pain? My poor mother, for at least 20 years, she lived in pain. She had bad hips, rheumatoid arthritis, and I saw what it did to her. It was hard for us to see it, but it affects people who live in pain, how they think about the future, how they relate to others, how they have to sacrifice the things they used to be able to do. What if you could put that behind yourself? What if you could find liberation from daily pain like I did almost five years ago? Relief Factor is liberating over a million people from their daily pain. Why? Because its natural ingredients, curcumin, resveratrol, omega-3s, assault the source of the pain, which is the inflammation, on four separate uh, pathways. That could be your path 
to living without pain. Find out today. Please order the three quick starter pack at relieffactor.com or call 1 800 the number for relief. You've waited long enough. You deserve to know. 1 800 473 5433 relieffactor.com. There's one condition, one condition for anything that could happen and the good things that could happen once this war is over. And that condition is that Hamas must be destroyed. Hamas must be destroyed. Taking a leaf out of the book of ancient Rome, Carthago de Lenda Est. Carthage must be destroyed. Now it's the bloodthirsty savages that are Hamas. I trust in Israel... My Israeli friends, the administration, the IDF, Mossad, Shimbet, they will do what needs to be done. What happens then? What happens if we do our part and we get President Trump back in the White House? We'll ask our guests momentarily. But if you stand with Israel, I'm so impressed that you've made this the most popular item on our webpage. It is the photograph of the president at the Temple Wall, the only serving president to ever go to Jerusalem at the Wailing Wall with a very simple phrase in English and Hebrew, our fight. Get the T-shirt, get the mug today. Tell the world that you stand with the only democracy in the Middle East, and our Judeo-Christian civilization. Go to sebgorkastore.com, that's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A store.com, and get the most popular item today. Ambassador Friedman, uh, Americans have to do our part. We need stability in the world. We need safety and prosperity back home. And we can get that by making the 45th president, the 47th president. It's up to us, God willing. Uh, what then? Um, give us some good news amongst this this bleak, bleak outlook. Can the Abraham uh, Accords be be resurrected? Can it be added to? Can we can we rebuild what you and the president built? Yeah, I think we can, and I think the Abraham Accords, uh, the concept is 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 what we have to embrace. Look, um, Hamas doesn't just disappear, uh, as as you pointed out. They are the most popular. Um, organization in the Gaza Strip. And regrettably, they're also overwhelmingly the most popular organization in the West Bank. Yeah. Right? I mean, the, you know, so this idea that Biden has of getting rid of Hamas and bringing in the Palestinian Authority, which has about a 17 percent approval rating. And, and and even with that, you know, they're entirely corrupt and they uh, they pay. They have a pension plan which pays terrorists to kill Jews. The more Jews you kill, the higher the pension you get. So this is not, you know, like we have to have patience and we can't ask Israel to do something, you know, uh, precipitously. They have to root out Hamas completely. And it's not just it's not going to happen in a month. It's not going to happen in two months. What we need to do in America, we need to provide uh, a carrot and a stick to the Palestinian uh, population. We need to say, OK, all you folks that want to kill, um, kill Israelis, or you want to kill Americans, or you want to continue this fight? That's fine. Israel's going to kill you first. Okay, we're not going to we're not going to continue. We're not going to negotiate with you. Yeah. You guys want to kill Israel? We're going to tell Israel kill you first. Yeah. The rest of you, and we hope that's a large portion of you. The rest of you that wants to live in peace, let's work on a way to build 
infrastructure, to build schools, to build hospitals, to build industry, so you can live with a level of dignity that's that's common to the but, Israeli Arab citizens. But not schools where they teach the children to be terrorists. We've been talking to Ambassador David Friedman. We need him back in the Middle East. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This has been America First One-on-One. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, keep your head on a swivel, watch your six, hold the line, never give up, never give in, and stay frosty. this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal i know not what course others may take but as for me give me liberty or give me death the world will little note or long remember what we say here but it can never forget what they did here What your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I can hear you, the rest of the world hears you, and the people... And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. And we will make America great again. This is America First with Sebastian Gorka. Fox News alert, the White House Christmas tree's taking a tumble, just like its owner. White House correspondent Peter Ducey has the latest. Jesse, this president argues climate change is the greatest threat to humanity. Tonight it was the greatest threat to his Christmas tree. <laughs> you know when they say certain events are just, uh, what's the right word? symbolic, indicative of a larger problem. Welcome, dear friends. I'm Sebastian Gorker. Um, who's the oldest person here apart from me? It's, it's, Mr. G, you're, you're the oldest git in the studio, right? If, as long as you let me know what a git is. <laughs> you're the oldest member of the team, right? That'll work, yeah. Has, has an American presidential Christmas tree ever fallen down in your memory? Well, has an American president ever fallen down getting up the steps of Air Force One? You mean four times, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no. But I, I don't remember that happening before, do you? Not even close. Have we had wind before in America? I think we have. Even before climate change, we did. <laughs> oh, dear. It's a good way to start the show. I'm afraid I'm going to have to get serious now. Um, we have an amazing lineup for you today. We're going to find out what's happening in the presidential race with a man who's super plugged in. He is of the American Greatness website, Chris Buskirk. Our West Coast Warrior Princess Jennifer Horn is going to talk to us. We have an amazing, amazing article and theory on how they're going to get rid of Biden. Uh, for the convention and who they're going to replace him with. You, you don't want to miss that. And then one of the greatest people in the Trump administration, the president's own representative to Israel, Ambassador David Friedman, is going to talk to us about what's happening in the Middle East um, and whether World War III is imminent and how we managed to have peace and safety for four years under his former boss and my former boss. But let's... Let's talk about what's happening here with regards to that crisis. 
There's a part of California called Oakland. It's incredibly dangerous. Just last night, there's a post from Andy No on his Twitter. Four or five armed gunmen, black armed gunmen, uh, hijacked a cigarette delivery lorry. I think it was like an 18-wheeler, so full of very, very valuable cigarette cartons. It had an armed guard. And they mugged him, took him, took his weapon, and and stole uh, that shipment of cigarettes. Um, quite, quite violent, right? Use of guns to steal cigarettes. But last night at the Oakland City Council, was that the topic of debate? Was it about getting criminals sentenced to lengthy terms of imprisonment if they used violence? Was it a call for a ceasefire in California? No. What you're about to hear are American citizens of Oakland, many of them wearing, you know, pro-Palestine terrorist scarves, uh, Black Lives Matter, raised fists, Antifa T-shirts, you name it. And, and what, are, what are they saying about the Middle East? Please listen closely, because these are Americans in America. Play cut. There's not been beheadings of babies and rapings. Israel murdered their own people on October 7th. Calling Hamas a terrorist organization is ridiculous, racist, and plays into genocidal propaganda that is flooding our media and that we should be doing everything possible to combat. I support the right of Palestinians to resist occupation, including through Hamas, the armed wing of the unified Palestinian resistance. As an Arab, asking with this context to condemn Hamas is very anti-Arab racist. The notion that this was a massacre of Jews is a fabricated narrative. Many of those killed on October 7th, including children, were killed by the IDF. An amendment condemning Hamas is bald propaganda meant to... Thank you. Your time is up. To hear them complain about Hamas violence is like listening to a wife beater complain when his wife finally stands up and fights back. Question. Did anyone else notice that those who oppose this resolution are old white supremacists? It's hard to know where to begin. Entitled, wealthy, by any historic standard, wealthy white individuals. I think there's one lady of maybe Middle Eastern extraction there, but the rest were white. Entitled, wealthy white people. Talking like that about human beings, children, women who were murdered saying, A, it didn't happen, or B, Israel did it to itself. Stop and think about that for a moment. What human being could posit that citizens of one country, a country that lost six... Are are they denying the... They probably would deny the Holocaust. Anyway, um... people of a country that lost six million of its people in the Holocaust would then slaughter its own? For, for For what effect? Do we think Israel likes being at war with Hamas right now? Do you think people feel safe? This is an illness. This is a sickness. And it's so putrid. It's so without any moral center. 
Yesterday was the funeral of Rosalind Carter, the former first lady. And these people were at a funeral protesting Israel and the U.S. government outside the funeral of a Democrat former first lady. I know you find this hard to believe, but here's the evidence. Biden, Biden, you can't hide. We charge you with genocide as they're waving the ceasefire now. Stop the genocide banners. What is the purpose of that? I know we have a radicalized left, but what has Rosalind Carter's death got to do with Joe Biden? What has any funeral of an American politician's wife got to do with the Middle East and the slaughter of men, women, and children. Well, I know what it has to do with it. If you don't believe in God, you have no moral center. You are without any sense of what is right and what is wrong, and you are party in the hands of demagogues and those who can indoctrinate you, who can provide for you a false god, a grieving idol, whether it's climate change, like Greta, who has turned out to be an anti-Semite. Yeah, we have that evidence as well for you. Or whether it's the America is racist, all white people are white supremacists. Whatever it is, you are an empty vessel that can be led by the nose in the interests of those who simply want you so they can maintain their power base. It's filthy. It's disgusting. And we have to stop it. I'm Sebastian Gorka. It's time for us to wake up. This is America First. We have an amazing one-on-one with Ambassador Friedman today. Don't miss any of them. Make sure you are subscribed to our long-form podcast, whichever platform you prefer, Stitcher, Apple, iTunes, the Salem Podcast Network. Just plug in my name, Sebastian Gorka, America First. Never miss an episode. Leave us a five-star review. And if you want safety in the world again, if you want geopolitical stability, if you want prosperity and security at home, you know the only way is to get Donald Trump back in the White House. We've put his booking photograph on a yard sign, on a T-shirt, on a mug, with the very simplest of phrases, Trump 2024. Get yours today, sebgorkastore.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A store.com. And support the president directly, please, at donaldjtrump.com. We've only just begun. (laughs) 